Wrestling fans of young and old, welcome back to another episode of the Dummies of Wrestling. That's right, it's your boy, Hollywood Tim Davis, leader of the world-famous Dummies NWO brand, and the rightful owner of the Dummies World Championship. I am back with another episode of Wrestling Talk. We are reviewing WWE Fastlane on this episode. We've got my thoughts, everything about it, and the prediction results at the end of this episode. And please, stick around till the end of this episode because I've got a challenge. A big announcement and a challenge uh, coming up at the end of this episode. But before we do that, we have to get to my thoughts on um, WWE Fastlane. Oh boy. What a pay-per-view, ladies and gentlemen. Well, sorry, what a PLE, premium live event. That's what they're called now. What a PLE. Um, I'm sorry, before we jump into the pay-per-view, I just want to uh, quickly address something, and that is my sincere apology. Um, it, I, I've been extremely busy uh, with Halloween, the month of Halloween happening. I've been doing all these extra shows on Patreon and just slipped my mind that Wrestle Dream was happening. Uh, I never posted anything about it because I completely forgot it was on until it was too late. And to be perfectly honest, to be brutally honest, um, I really had no interest in watching AEW Wrestle Dream. The card realistically just did not work for me at all. Brian Danielson. Is it Brian Danielson or is it Daniel? I can't fucking remember his name now. Um, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. I honestly don't care. I know it's a dream match for some people. I've, I'm not familiar with Zack Sabre Jr. really at all. So these big dream matches they keep on having with New Japan guys and Ring of Honor guys, I don't care because I'm not familiar with them. And I just, I don't have time to watch WWE, AEW, and then New Japan and Impact and all these other promotions. So I just don't care. And to be honest, I, I, was there anyone really that watched Wrestle Dream? I mean, besides the big closing that was Adam Copeland uh, making his debut, I'm just going to call him Edge. All right. There's too many Adams in AEW. I'm just going to go out and call him Edge every time I speak about him, so don't be confused, you know who I'm talking about, but Edge debuting in AEW was a shock, I'll give him that, the rumors were spreading like wildfire that he was coming to AEW, I did not believe it at all, I thought Edge is WWW, sorry, WWE through and through, there ain't no way he's going to AEW, boy was I wrong, so that was a shock, but beyond that, was there anything really worth mentioning. So look, I'm sorry to people out there that wanted me to review Wrestle Dream, if there even is any, uh, but it just, it completely slipped my mind. I did not realize it was on and it was too little too late. So um, yeah, we are now back in. It's been a while since we've had a uh, an episode um, for reasons. I've been extremely busy, uh, just so much happening right now in the world of the dummies. And uh, I apologize, but here we are back again. I watched WWE Fastlane, and let me paint a picture for you before we do. So, I had a extremely big night on Saturday night. Um, the pay per view 
for here in Australia happens on Sunday morning at about 10 to 11 a.m. Uh, usually it's in the States. It's on uh, Saturday nights. But here in Australia, because we're living in the future, according to some people, uh, it is on Sunday morning for us. So I had a really big night um, on Saturday night and I woke up extremely hungover and just feeling gross and uh, really, really needed some sleep. I was really down in sleep, but I thought, no, I've got to watch WWE Fastlane because on one hand, if they're going to debut, if AEW are going to debut something like Edge, and WWE has to do something big as well. So there was that thought going through my mind that something big is going to happen at this event. On top of that, I wanted to watch the pay-per-view to get this review out for you guys. Um, and I will just say, from top to bottom, the show was a fucking waste of time. Straight out, if I'm being brutally honest, man, I wish I wasted... Oh, sorry, I wish I saved those three to four hours, however long it was, sleeping instead because this event was basically just a glorified raw or a glorified smackdown nothing happened and to those people saying well cody rhodes won his first championship i could care fucking less about cody goddamn rhodes we'll get to him really really soon but beyond that what the fuck happened in this event nothing do you know what happened cody rhodes won his first championship and we got to see a lot of Pizza Hut stuff. That's it. That's all we got. And I could have gone without doing that. I honestly think I would have rather watched Wrestle Dream than watched Fastlane. This was a fucking waste of time. From start to finish, nothing happened. It was boring. It was shit. And to be perfectly honest, man, the matches were also boring. I, I uh, will go through the scores, but... Be, besides the, the main event, the uh, World Championship match, nothing reached a three stars. Nothing. This whole event was just boring and lackluster. And I'm, I'm really regretting watching it. So, <laughs> that's my thoughts in a nutshell. But let's go down match by match. So, Fastlane opens up, and one thing I do need to give WWE credit for, and this is what AEW doesn't do, and it annoys me, I know I've said this before, but WWE gives us an intro to their premium live events, and I do like it, it makes it feel special. Uh, unfortunately, this intro was hosted by none other than the worst fucking celebrity commentator, Pat McAfee. And I don't understand why people love Pat McAfee. I get it. He's full of energy. But god damn, he is the most annoying fucking person on earth. I could not stand being in a room with this guy for more than five minutes. I would probably cut myself across the wrists or down the wrists, sorry, to uh, to end it. Because this guy is so fucking annoying. I do not get Pat McAfee. I don't get what the big hype about him is. He's just, what is he, a fucking football player? That has a, a boner for WWE. So WWE is like, oh my god, a celebrity that likes wrestling. Let's get him in every fucking big event. And Jesus Christ, I'm so fucking happy that he doesn't, he's not at every event because I'd be picking up my remote and clicking the off button on my TV because this is how, this is how much this guy annoys me. So we start off with that. Then we get to the first match. And out comes Cody fucking Hogan. Oh my god, way to start a fucking 
premium live event. Way to start a pay-per-view. I'm just going to call it pay-per-views because it sounds better. But way to start an event. Having two of my most hated people in the company start this show. Whoop-de-doo. Jesus. Cody Rhodes comes out. Well, before that, Jey Uso comes out and he's fine. But I still don't see him as a main event. Even though his name is main event, Jey Uso. Gee, they're trying to push that down our throats, aren't they? All right, so Cody Rhodes comes out and the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. <sighs> Cody, the American Nightmare is a fucking cool name, right? It's a really cool name for someone like The Undertaker, Kane, Bray Wyatt, hell, even Luchasaurus in AEW. But Cody Rhodes, what about him is nightmarish? What about him is scary? He's not fucking Freddy Krueger. In fact, I wish he was because then he'd be dead. Although then he would haunt my dreams. But he already does. So, I, I, I get the name. It's a play on his dad's fucking moniker, whatever. But you're not, you're not scary, Cody. I, I don't care what you want to talk about. I don't care when you come out dressed in your fucking premium suits and your bleached blonde hair. You are... oh. See, this is the thing, man. Let's go back in time, right? Back in time. Who is the biggest stars in the company? From from way back, like, obviously before Hogan, we had, um... Fuck, his, his fucking name is... You know the guy I'm talking about? The guy who held the championship for heaps long, just like myself. Um, I, I cannot fucking remember his name. And then we had Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Love him or hate him, the guy was talented, right? Then beyond that, when Hogan left, we had Bret Hart. That was great, because uh, this is this is back when Bret Hart didn't bitch about everything, so it was somewhat sufferable. Um, but then, like, uh, then, then he got tossed to the side. Then it was Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels was fun, because he didn't give a fuck, and he liked drugs, and the drugs liked him. And then beyond that, we got The Rock and Stone Cold, which is probably the best of the best, uh, in my opinion, the most fun part of wrestling. And then after they were gone, then it was the Cena's, the Randy Orton's, and, and that was good and everything. And now you look today, and now we got Roman Reigns for the past 10 years, but now Roman's gone. Now who do we got? Cody Rhodes. And this is why wrestling isn't as popular as it was back in the, the late 90s or even the 80s. Wrestling has gone downhill and you can bitch all you want. They, they have the most money now than they ever have in, in uh, any of their time. But um, you look at the ratings. You look at the viewership. You ask people on the streets, hey, do you watch wrestling? And they laugh at you. Do you know why? Because we got people like Cody Rhodes and people like Seth Rollins with his fucking flamboyant dresses coming out representing the country. The, uh, com- the country. The company. Representing the company. And people look at wrestling now and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? This this guy, this guy doesn't look like he can kick anyone's ass. This guy looks like he spends all his time at the tanning salon. This guy isn't a threat. What's his name? American Nightmare? Why? He's not scary. And then you got Seth, Seth Rollins on the other hand. And like, if you were, think about it this way. If you were in a fight, like say you were at the bar, okay? And... You got on the bad side of someone, and that someone said, meet me at the front 
in five minutes. So you go and stand at the front, ready to get it up in a, pun- in a punch up, ready to get in a fight. And the guy that told you to meet you at the front in five minutes comes out dressed like Seth Rollins, walking up to you going, <laughs> look at my baby teeth and doing all that. Would that, would that scare you? Honestly, you'd laugh and go, I, something's mentally wrong with him. If I hurt him, then I'm going to be in trouble. That's what I would think. I'd be like, I'm not touching this guy. He's clearly not right in the head. Coming out dressed like fucking Seth Rollins. Jesus. This is the guy that you... He's representing your company. He's holding the world championship. The world championship. Because Roman's not fucking around anymore, is he? He's fucking gone. Oh, I'm Roman Reigns. I hold the championship for fucking a thousand plus days. But I defend it twice. Shut up. Jesus. I, I'm sorry, people, but this event pissed me the fuck off. So anyway, we've got Cody and Jay Uso versing the Judgment Day for the tag team titles. Sorry, the undisputed tag team titles. Why? Because they're still... They still haven't done anything with these championships. Why are they still together? Like, just fucking merge the titles already. It's dumb. Why are there, why are there four different titles? My God. Um, This match, this tag match... Felt like I've seen it on Raw before. Nothing happened. There was a cool superplex during the match. But beyond that, I could not tell you a memorable moment of this match at all. Um, Cody and Jay win the tag championships. To my surprise, because I was not expecting that in the slightest. I did not see Cody and Jay winning. Even though I picked it. I predicted that they would win, but I didn't think they'd win the championships. I thought they'd win by DQ or something like that. I didn't think they'd win the championships. Either way, I still get the points, but whatever. This isn't about me. This is about (laughs) you guys. Uh, This match was boring. 2.5 stars out of 10. Middle of the road. That's all I can give it. Next, we have a fucking pizza commercial because apparently... Pizza Hut is... Oh, there was some fucking slogan about how Pizza Hut's better than all the other pizza companies. I call bullshit. Have you ever had a traditional wood fire pizza? My good friend Zim Vader fucking nails pizzas and he can tell you that Pizza Hut is probably one of the lowest down the bottom pizzas out there. Now, don't get me wrong. I love disgusting garbage food as much as the next person, but... That's all Pizza Hut is. Disgusting garbage food that when I eat, I'll wake up at about 3 in the morning with the worst heartburn and the runs. That's what Pizza Hut is. <laughs> That's I don't know why I still get it. Because it's cheap. That's why. And I'm fucking poor. Alright, next match we've got the LWO Latino World Order. They, are, they have a cool sounding stable. Um... Just not as good as the new world order. They're versing the um, the Bobby's bitches, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, who everyone assumes is the Hurt business, but nothing's been said. And I guess after this match, nothing is going to be said because they're now squashed, they're now buried. Look, I get it, LWO. Um, Rey Mysterio, Hall of Famer, legend, been watching him since I started watching wrestling in the late 90s, US champion, but 
He's the US champion. He can take a loss. When you have Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, who are now this new stable that are forming to take over, which most people seem to like, and then you have them lose to luchadors. I I don't understand the booking department of WWE. What is the plan now with Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits? I'm guessing they're just disbanded. I'm guessing that's it. That that's that's all. Thanks for coming. You did a great job trying to win us over, but unfortunately, the higher ups in WWE just thought, "Oh fuck the hurt business again." Don't give the fans what they want. They don't know anything. They root for fucking Cody Rhodes. <laughs> so it, it was announced in this match that um, the LWO would have a secret partner. And I, I was talking to um, to my arch rivals, uh, the Bullet Club old, Rob and Scott, while watching this, and we were discussing what's happening. I had my pick on Carlito. Uh, I think Rob had his pick on um, Terry, Terry Funk's corpse. I don't think Rob understands that Terry Funk is not coming back. I, I, look, I get it, Rob. You're not the brightest tool in the shed. You're part of the Bullet Club old. I, I understand. But when people die, they do not come back. This isn't fucking Dawn of the Dead. All right, Rob? Just um, try and learn something new instead of hating on shit all the time. Rob um, thought that Terry Funk's corpse was going to be the... Um, the third man. Here's the thing though. No one was the third man until the last two minutes of the match. Carlito comes out. But why did Carlito wait until the very end to come out? I don't understand that at all. At all. Why did it take him so long for him to come out? It made him look stupid. Like he was lost or something. There was no build up because everyone knew it was going to be Carlito. Because... Who else do they have? You know what it would have been a surprise? If La Parker was announced as the third guy. If Chavo Guerrero was announced as the third guy. Someone like that. But everyone knew that Carlito, Caribbean Cool, was the third guy. So just pull the trigger and let him come out at the start of this match. Maybe he was in the back with Xavier Woods sucking on some pizza, and maybe that's why he didn't come out. I'm just going to go ahead and say that's the reason, but whatever. Once again, this match was boring. I didn't care for it. I will give the um, the event this. And this is the highest praise I'll give this event. This event was unpredictable, because everything that we and I mean we collectively, everyone that did their predictions, we all put down our picks, and um, most of us got it wrong. I think only me and Scott Crawford picked Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso, and only Scott and Paul Lindsay picked the LWO to win. No one else saw that happening, so I'll give them that. It was unpredictable. 2.5 out of 5, 6, whatever. Next up, we get a um, 
cute little video of Jade Cargill showing up and shaking Triple H's hand. Interesting. Jade Cargill looking again like a million bucks. She definitely needs some work, so I'm very curious to see how she goes in a WWE ring. If she fails, then there's no hope for her because now, being in the performance center, she has the best training provided to her. So we'll see how Jade Cargill goes. I really hope she succeeds because I think Jade Cargill is really good and she's real pretty. All right. Next up, we've got the Women's Championship, Io Sky versus Oscar versus Charlotte Flair in a... Uh, let me just have a look here. I think... No, once again, most people picked Io Sky to win this. Uh, only Paul and Rob picked differently. Um, I, I struggled, fucking struggled to stay awake during this match. I have no notes written in this match, and to be perfectly honest, I don't remember anything that happened in this match, so I'm just giving it a 2.5 stars, because I don't remember anything. EO Sky wins. Most people pick that. Cool. Let's move on. Cena and LA Knight versus The Bloodline. Half of the bloodline, or, or a quarter of the bloodline, in a tag match. Um, before this match, my favorite commentator in the whole entire world, Pat McAfee, comes out and says some shit about sucking fans' dick and saying, You love me because I'm a douchebag. And um, then we got Cena coming out. And then LA Knight coming out. And I really dig LA Knight. I really think he's entertaining as hell. I think he's great in the ring. But um, and I'm liking that they are pushing him. But this match, I once again, this is a main event for SmackDown match. Why was this a pay-per-view match? Why? Why? Look, I, I don't fucking care. It was a fine match. Things happened. It was all right. It was mainly Cena getting beaten for 20 minutes. And then LA Knight coming in for the save last minute. Whoop-de-doo. Yay. Cool. Good on you. You did it, LA Knight. You did it. Um, yeah, 2.5 stars. I just can't. All right, Judgment Day. We're showing Judgment Day doing a promo about cashing in. Cashing in the money in the bank. Damien Priest is there saying, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. And all that stuff. And then the other members of the Judgment Day is saying, no, you can't. You're damaged. Your legs hit. Uh, this point, this little promo, I wrote down, this is where I knew Priest was cashing in. Because they teased that he wasn't going to do it. And I thought, okay, Priest is cashing in. He's going to be champion by the end of the night. We'll get to that in a second. The one thing I did write is, um, every time we get a promo from the Judgment Day... Do they require a purple light in the background? Like, is that their, like, is that their thing? They they get to their they get to the arena and they go to their room and they're like, "What the fuck? Where is the purple light?" Like, I don't understand why that's necessary. Look, purple is my favorite color in the whole rainbow, but I, I don't ask for a purple light in my room. I, I get it; that's their colors. That's cool and all, but I don't know. It just seemed a little cheesy. 
Let's get to the last match, the World Heavyweight Championship, Seth freaking Rollins versus Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. Seth comes out, dresses a fucking douchebag again, and he's showing off his baby teeth and all their glory, and he's laughing. You can hear him over the crowd doing his little <laughs> laugh, which is so fucking irritating. Holy shit. Um, then Nakamura, or oh, Nakamura comes out first, eh? Nakamura's music is fucking gold. I love it. I really do. Um... One of the questions in the scorecard was, what's the first weapon used? And underline the word used, because most people, including myself, picked the kendo stick. The kendo stick to be used first. And that was the first weapon that they pulled out. And I thought, you beauty, here we go. Points for me. But no. Seth decided not to use it because his fucking baby teeth were hurting or something. Instead, the first weapon used was nunchucks, which, I mean, was was cool, but, like, isn't that kind of cliched? An Asian guy knows how to use nunchucks? Of course he does. It's like black people know how to play bass guitar. Of course they do. Um, or white people know how to drop things properly um (laughs) i'm sorry i'm so fucking bad um that actually the first weapon used was actually the steel staircase but i don't class that as a weapon because it's an environmental thing so like it's in part of the it's in part of the wrestling environment so whatever um there was blood in this match. So that was another question that I had on this scorecard. Well done, Paul Lindsay, for being the, uh, and Elsie actually, for being the only ones that picked blood. Uh, there was blood. Look, this was the most entertaining match on the card. Why? Because it had some really great spots. It had some really cool things happening in it. And it wasn't like the rest of the card, which was just boring moves over and over again. This had weapons. This was different. And last man standing matches are usually really, really good, and I dig them. Except this just ended fucking horribly. What the goddamn? What the hell? So you're telling me that Nakamura has beaten the living shit out of baby teeth there to the point that he can barely stand up but Seth wins with one falcon arrow through a table. That's that's the ending of your match. After Nakamura put Seth through multiple tables, did all this stuff to him, one falcon arrow through a table, and that's it for Nakamura. Are they ever going to pull the trigger on Nakamura? Like, ever. They've had multiple chances. Like, this is why you can't build new talent because you keep pushing the same stupid fucking people over and over and over again. My God. How, look, I'm not the biggest Nakamura fan. I'm not the biggest Damian Priest fan. But for the love of God, we've had most championships in WWE hijacked for a number of months. The IC title has been held by Gunther for months. The World Champion, the WWE Universal Championship, 
has been on the same guy for three fucking years, coming up to four years. And now it seems like they're doing the same thing with the World Heavyweight Championship. I am kind of over main titles having long reigns. I'm over it. And to be brutally honest, there is no one in WWE holding a championship, holding a world championship that I'm proud of, that I'm rooting for. AEW is a completely different story because they put their world championship on their best draw, which is MJF. WWE? Look, and I like Roman. I do, but Jesus Christ. I'm sick of them giving the championships to part-timers because that's what Roman is now. He's a part-timer. Seth Rollins is dull and boring and just an utter douchebag. And I see this constantly. On WWE Facebook, the comments are just like, I'm so over Rollins. His character is obnoxious and annoying and just such a douchebag. Get the championship off him. Be done with Rollins. Let Rollins come back wearing his signature Kingslayer t-shirt or his uh, Beast Slayer stuff. I'm sick of this fucking over-the-top dress code that he has to do and the way he presents himself. It's just, it's cringeworthy, man. This match gets a three stars because it was entertaining. I just hated the way it was written. Absolutely hated it. What a fail of the pay-per-view. This felt like a big episode of Raw or SmackDown. Absolutely nothing happened. Nothing big anyway. Uh, where do they go with the tag titles now? I, I, I honestly, I, I have a feeling that the Judgment Day are going to win the championships back on Raw tomorrow. I'm going to put that down as a prediction right now. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, speaking about predictions, we have the goddamn predictions for the Dummies World Championship, which is held by me, Hollywood Tim Davis, leader of the NWO, baby. All right, so... Thank you to everyone who put down their predictions in the ring right now. We have myself holding that beautiful championship. We have my beautiful NWO buddy, Paul fucking Lindsay. And then we have Don and Nelly coming in last minute. And then we have the Bullet Club old gang. Robert Hungry, Elsie Barnett, and Scotty Crawford. Whoop-de-doo. It's a fatal five-way, people. Uh, no, fa- uh, fatal six-way. It's an Armageddon Hell in a Cell. That's what it is. All right. People, here we go. I've got the scores written down. Now, I will just mention quickly that Scott Crawford, leader of the Bullet Club, did have an extra point up his sleeve. Because I'm a nice guy. And I gave it to him last pay-per-view because I missed scored his prediction. So I gave him an extra point because quite frankly, he fucking needed it because he can't live without uh, getting some help. So your boy, the NWO champion, uh, let him have a little help. All right, so coming in last, and this this just makes me so happy to say it, with a score of eight out of 19, we have Robert Hungy coming in dead last. Oh, that makes me so hard. Rob, you came in last. That's too sweet. All right. 
Coming in next, we have a three-way tie with a score of 10 out of 19. We've got Don and Ellie coming in with 10. We've got Elsie Barnett coming in with 10. We've got Paul Lindsay all coming in with 10 out of 19. And that leaves the leaders of their respective brands. Me, leader of the NWO, and Scott Crawford, leader of the Bullet Club Old. And people right now, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I'm not going to sit here and stall and let Scott be biting his nails because I know that's exactly what he's doing. Scott, right now, I, gar- I guarantee you're probably biting your nails, probably telling me to shut up and just say the scores. But you know what? I want you to listen close. I want you to listen close that I will be coming back for you, motherfucker. I will be coming back for my championship. The scores! Me, with a score of 11 out of 19. Scott Crawford. 13 out of 19, but then you go on to add his extra one point, and it's 14 out of 19. Scott Crawford is your new Dummies of Wrestling world champion. Bravo, Scott. You finally did it. You needed assistance from me, but you finally did it. You took my championship. This isn't over, pal. Alright, this isn't over. And right now, is where I speak my mind. Scott Crawford, Bullet Club Old. Survivor Series is coming up. I think we actually have an AEW coming up before then, but I'm issuing the challenge for Survivor Series. Scotty, Rob, and the rest of the Bullet Club Old, I want you to listen close. Put your ear against the speaker and listen to my voice. I issue a challenge to the Bullet Club Old. This rivalry... Between the NWO and the Bullet Club Old has gone on long enough. We've swept, we've swapped titles back and forth numerous times, mainly going back to me because I'm the best of the best. But this rivalry needs to stop. So, I issue a challenge. You, Bullet Club Old, bring forth your best fighters and team up. NWO, me and the gang. We're going to come and team up, as we always do, because ain't nothing stopping the NWO, baby. What's going to happen is all championships are on the line. That's right. Heather's Women's Championship is on the line. Um, I can't remember the rest of the championships, but the boys in the NWO, they know what championships they hold. Uh, Alan Chacha, I think, holds the United States Championship. Jordy Van Vuklis holds the fucking Australian Championship. And Paul Lindsay's just a mad time champion. I think he held the hardcore. Or whatever it is. All championships are on the line. Here's the thing. Whoever wins. Whoever wins. And I don't know what happens if, if neither of uh, the brands win. If it's someone that's not in a brand like Don and Ellie. I don't know what happens then. But whoever wins... The scorecard on Survivor Series. Let's say it's one of the NWO members. Then not only will that person be the champion, as is with all live events, not only will the brand hold all the titles, but the losing brand must disband permanently. I'm issuing a challenge, Scott Crawford, and I'm willing, I'm willing to put the NWO 
on the line. I'm willing to put my leadership on the line because I have 100% faith that we're going to come back with all the gold, baby. So Scott Crawford, Bull Club Old, this is the challenge for you guys. This ends WWE Survivor Series November 25th. Are you down? Are you are you ready? Are you ready to go to Pound Town with the NWO boys and, and girl? Loser must disband their group. Scott, I will be awaiting your response. And I don't want to I don't want to see some stupid little text on Facebook. No. I want you to tell me in video form, take that camera out of your pocket. Put it on the camera mode and film your response because I want to hear it, baby. Scott Crawford, Robert Hungry, and the rest of the Bullet Club old people. The issue is set. Survivor Series, November 25. It's going to be a bloodbath. That is it, guys. I am done. I'm tired. I'm titleless. Thanks to fucking Scott Crawford. Congratulations, Scott, on being the champion, you big traitorous douchebag. But uh, that's it for me, guys. Hopefully we get a better fucking event. I, th- I honestly think the next event is full gear, AEW full gear, but we will see. Until then, guys, I'm uh, I'm gonna leave you with some uh, cool music. Cool. Damn! I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You know what cool is? You're looking at. Nothing beats me. And I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool.
viene Carly. 